So as many of you know, I spend uh, several weeks out of the year traveling all across the country, really all over the world now, to uh, take the stage, uh, to give talks, presentations, workshops at different conferences, conventions, uh, trade shows. Last week, I was at the Western Food Expo out in Orange County, California. Uh, on today's episode, I want to share some of my takeaways from that show, because I love going to uh, trade shows, because there's always something I learn from the people I listen to speak. Uh, other people obviously take the stage, not just me. I am most importantly from the other owners and operators that I connect with. So more on that, all about my trip and my time, my key takeaways at the Western Food Expo out in Anaheim, California, all in today's episode of Restaurant Strategy. There's an old saying that goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a podcast with answers for anyone who's looking. My name is Chip Close, and this is Restaurant Strategy, a podcast dedicated solely to helping you build a more profitable restaurant. Each week, I leverage my 20 plus years in the industry to help you build that more profitable and more sustainable business. I also work with owners and operators all over the world through my P3 Mastermind program. What are the three P's? They stand for process, progress, and profit. Those three things are our core values, key to driving a profitable and a sustainable business. So if you struggle to generate consistent, predictable 20% profit each and every month, then I want you to get in touch. Set up a free call, 30-minute strategy session with me or someone from my team where we'll get to learn more about you and your restaurant. You'll get to learn more about the program to see if, you, uh, see if you're a good fit for that program. Again, the call is absolutely free. The way to schedule that call is to go grab time on the calendar, restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule as always. Always, you'll find that link in the show notes. Now, have you read the 2023 State of the Restaurant Industry Report from the National Restaurant Association? There's a lot to digest in the 41-page paper, but that's where you can lean on Spot On, the presenting sponsor of the report. As a top-rated restaurant technology company, Spot On leads from the front. Not only are they helping restaurant owners uh, make sense of our changing landscape, but they're working directly with the restaurants to overcome challenges with innovative solutions. Their handhelds and QR ordering can help you turn more tables while creating a better guest experience. On the back end, their labor management tools can save you up to 20 hours per week on tasks like scheduling, payroll, and tip distribution. And when it comes to rising costs, Spot On's reporting gives you the real-time data you need to make informed decisions about your menu, your employees, and your operations. Best of all, Spot On's direct online ordering puts you in control of your takeout and delivery machine without the third-party commissions. They've got all these tools in one integrated system backed by a customer support team that actually answers the phone. Learn more by visiting spoton.com chip, and yes, you will find that link in the show notes. Now, as I said at the top, I traveled uh, last week to the Western Food Expo where I took the stage. I gave two different talks. I do this quite a bit throughout the year. I do the show in New York. I do the show in Florida. Uh, I do Bar and Restaurant Expo in Las Vegas. Uh, I'm going to be at FS Tech in September. If you're going to be there, come find me. Uh, I'm moderating a panel there all about tipping, tip pool, tip structure, all of that. Really excited about that. Uh, back in June, I flew all the way to New Zealand uh, to give the keynote as part of Hospo Hui 
2023. It's the annual show put on by the Restaurant Association of New Zealand. I do this a lot. That's my point, right? I'm at a lot of expos, conventions, and trade shows, and I always get something out of it every time I go there. So this is going to be about some of my key takeaways last week, but these shows are everywhere, and wherever you can get to, if you can get to one of these trade shows, they're, they're really, really valuable to watch people take the stage and to hear what they have to say so you can level up, so you can learn how to do something that you otherwise didn't know how to learn uh, and didn't know how to do, or to just shift your mindset. That's the two talks that I gave were specifically uh, about mindset shifts, getting you to think differently about things that I think we, um, that I, that I think we do all the time. In any event, I had a great time, and, and many of the people that I talk to uh, that go to these often uh, have a great time. They always come away learning something. So the first thing I want to say is that, yes, I'm going to talk about my key takeaways from last week, but this really goes for all trade shows. There are key takeaways every single time I go, which is why I usually do an episode after I do one of these speaking gigs, because there's always something that I come away with. This week in particular, or last week in particular, a lot of my key takeaways were not necessarily from uh, from people on stage, although I did catch Carl and Meredith. So Carl Orsborne and Meredith Sandlin, they wrote Delivering the Digital Restaurant and their follow-up to that book. So two books all about sort of the delivery machine. Uh, they took the stage. I've actually heard them give this presentation, and still it struck me uh, with, with new information. They've been on this show twice. Uh, I adore them. I love that book. I love to recommend that. Uh, I love to recommend that book delivering the digital restaurant, but I had a great time listening to them on stage. Sean Walshef, my friend, colleague, uh, he took the stage talking all about digital hospitality, how you tell your story in a digital world. Uh, again, I've heard him give uh, some version. I've heard him talk on the subject, but it never gets old. Uh, and I love watching the audience uh, respond to the things he talks about. It's really, really fun. It's really exciting. So those two in particular, I love getting to watch their uh, presentations. Uh, I missed a couple uh, simply because they were at the same time as my presentation, or they were going on while I had coaching calls, because yes, I still have my clients uh, to work with, uh, even when I'm traveling. But yes, key takeaways from the stage, but most of my takeaways were really from the owners and operators that I spoke with over the course of those couple of days. Mainly, right, what struck me and, and I'll back up and say I gave two different talks. The first one was about finding a path to profitability, right? It's so much of what I believe anyway that profit is the only thing that we should be focused on. The most important thing that we should focus on is how to run a profitable business, right? Good food, good service, cool dining room, uh, great culture, all of that is in service of the bottom line. That if we're not focused on the bottom line, we're focused on the wrong thing, and I firmly believe that. So I gave a talk all about finding your path to profitability, and I, and I explained... Uh, we talked at length about forecasting and budgeting and, and not only the importance of it, but how you do it, how you begin uh, to put those systems into place in your restaurant. It was a great talk. People uh, had a ton of great questions. And then the other talk I gave uh, was basically a version of this luxury mindset, which I've talked about on uh, this show before, right? Adopting the luxury mindset, which is not to say that we need to uh, to have uh, luxury products that we're serving, but adopting this mindset the same way the best luxury brands in the world do, meaning they're not tethered to margins, certainly not in the way that we are, right? Luxury products sell for 10, 20, 30, 50 times markup of what it costs to actually make the product. So what you're paying for is something else. It's something you're paying for air. And so I want to know, how do we do that? How do we, um, how do we charge what we need to charge to be able to be profitable. How do we separate ourselves from margins? I'm tired of talking about, oh, you got to hit a 28% food cost. Oh, I really need your labor at 31%. We do it, 
and I know why we do it, it's important to do it, but I'm getting tired of having that conversation. That was the talk I gave, right? So the first one, uh, finding your path to profitability. The other one was about adopting the luxury mindset, and the audiences were amazing. They were so engaged, sitting on the edge of their seat. There were a ton of great questions uh, at the end of the session. I loved, I loved being there. It's, it's really why I do it, right? <laughs> I'm a podcaster. I spent a great deal of time uh, speaking into my backyard, right? So uh, the camera is here. Uh, for those watching it on YouTube, my backyard is uh, is just beyond out the window. And my backyard's lovely. I really like it. Uh, but I don't get to talk necessarily to or, or engage with the owners and operators who I know are listening to this show. That's the best part about going to the trade shows, the expos, the conventions, is because I can actually have a dialogue, not just a monologue. So... And what happened is that after these sessions, everyone came up and they were just telling me their story. And I loved hearing the stories. I, I hear these all the time. Um, it's a majority of what I do. I've got nearly 100 people in uh, my mastermind, right, across three different groups. So, so I, know, I know the people. I know the problems. But what I was hearing, what was really acute, um, was three things in particular. Number one, that for the most part, they're still mostly struggling with that single-digit profit. Almost everybody that I talk to are at 6 to 7% profitability, and it's unreliable, meaning in the winter or the end of the summer, they dip even further and they're in the red. Uh, so they're using their profits from one month to pay for the losses of the next month, or, or worse, dealing with losses and having to play catch-up in, uh, in the month ahead. That's no way to live. Almost everybody told me they're at single-digit profit margins, and, and it's a struggle. that they, they, they lose sleep. They're very nervous about um, being able to make key payments, um, and, and that, and that I, feel, I feel really deeply. The other one is that they're being squeezed by the profit, uh, I'm sorry, by the cost of goods, by the increase of cost of goods, even though it's leveling off somewhat. Uh, the damage has been done over the course of the past year. And the last one is they're really being squeezed by labor. They continue to be now, two, three years after this thing really, um, really started to bite us. It's not getting any better or much better. So profitability, being squeezed by uh, the increase in price of uh, in cost of goods, and being squeezed by labor, of course, cost of goods and labor directly affect profitability. So those all go in together. I'm going to talk about a little bit of what I talked about on stage uh, later in this episode. But the other thing, right, is that they said equal parts. They're still overwhelmed by technology or the amount of technology they need, and they're overwhelmed by, quote, unquote, the number of things they need to do. And that really resonated with me. I want to talk about the things that we need to do in just a minute after a word from another one of our sponsors. Now, today's episode of Restaurant Strategy is also brought to you by Seven Shifts. Seven Shifts is a team management platform built specifically for restaurants. Great restaurants are built by great teams, and Seven Shifts is your secret weapon to better understand your restaurant, to hit labor targets, and to keep your entire team connected. With drag-and-drop scheduling, in-app communication, task management, tip management, and more, it makes restaurant work a lot easier. From back of house to front of house, managers, franchise owners, and even larger corporate teams, Seven Shifts has benefits at every single level. Plus, it integrates with the other systems your restaurant already uses, like your POS and your payroll. Turn your team into your competitive advantage. Restaurant Strategy Podcast listeners get three months absolutely free. Get started at sevenshifts.com slash restaurant strategy. That's the number seven, S-H-I-F-T-S dot com slash restaurant strategy to get three months free and join over 30,000 restaurants using Seven Shifts today. As always, you will find that link in the show notes. Okay, so... Like I said earlier in the episode, these were the things that I hear everyone talking about. So what 
to do about them. And I want to work on it. Re really, well, let's talk about profitability and let's talk about this like technology and the stuff I need to do because that really gets to the heart uh, of what I believe and what I was there to talk uh, to talk about at the show. And so I gave the presentations and then people came up to me and they were telling me all this stuff. And then I sort of just reiterated what we had just talked about in the presentation. When you deal with profitability, when we're talking about profitability, you need a path to profitability. Specifically, we need to think of net income, of your distribution, of the money you take out of the business. We need to think of that like a line item, right? You would never miss your rent payment, never miss payroll. You're always paying your vendors on time. So why is it that we treat the P&L like a surprise, like a birthday present. Let's see. And I know a lot of owners and operators are scared of the PL because all the PL shows them is their failure, right? All it shows them is in black and white the struggle that they felt over the course of the month, right? Well, let's see how much money we lost or let's see how much money we didn't make rather than just reaffirming what you already know to be true. Hey, I know we have to do this much revenue. And given that revenue level, I know we have to keep our expenses at this level. It's simple forecasting and budgeting, which is really the purpose of the P3 Mastermind. That's the thing that I believe will transform restaurants, and I watch it happen week after week after week. So what you need to do is come up with a system for figuring out how much revenue you're going to generate in a given month or how much revenue you need to generate. You need to use those to generate budgets, right? And then you need to make sure everybody who needs to know their budget has a budget. I was talking about like putting blinders on. You're putting blinders on your people. I use the football analogy, right? So American football. The head coach knows the play. They know where all 11 guys in the field are supposed to go. They know what everyone's supposed to do. But the uh, the lineman doesn't necessarily know all the routes that are being run. The lineman doesn't know what the running backs are supposed to do, who's going to be a decoy, who's the hot receiver. They don't necessarily know. They know that on this play, i got to block that guy to the left. The other lineman's got to block this guy to the right. And if I do that, the coach says we'll succeed because if everyone does what they're supposed to do, you block this guy, you block this guy, you pick up the blitz, you, if everyone does what they're supposed to do, the play will work. Restaurants are the exact same way. You got to give people a framework, a, a, a plan for how they can succeed. If you do this and this, we will succeed because if you do that and everyone else does what they're supposed to do, then we can't help but win and succeeding. Winning is profit. So you need a path to profitability. You need to understand what sort of profit you need. And I always say, think of profit, right? When you look at your, uh, when you look at your forecast at the beginning of the month, Hey, I think we're going to do a hundred thousand dollars and we expect to make 20% of that. That's $20,000. So earmark $20,000, put it in a corner, put a bunch of rabid dogs around it because every time somebody goes over budget, all you're doing is reaching into your pile of money and using that to pay for your shortfall. And what I want you to think of is that that's your money. It's your money at the beginning of the month. Again, take it out, put it in the corner, right? Put it in a holding account and just look at it. That is yours. Human beings are really crazy. We really don't like losing. We like winning. We like getting stuff. But even more than that, we hate to lose. So if you get into the place where you just don't want to lose that money, you'll hold, you'll fight tooth and nail to keep that money. So first and foremost, right, the, one of the biggest ways to solve those first three problems, right, is to come up with a path to profitability. That's how you get from 6 to 12% or 6 to 18% or 20 or 22. And remember, we've talked about it on the show. The big chains, big restaurant chains, they don't open another Applebee's, let's say, unless they know they're going to make 22% profit, right? Now, here's the thing. you got better food than them. 
provide better service. It's not mechanical. It's cleaner. It's a better experience. We all know that. Independent restaurants are the lifeblood of this country at this point. They offer tons of jobs. They feed a ton of people every single night. And they provide a, you know generational wealth legacy for thousands and thousands and thousands of different operators out there. That is no, that is no small thing. So don't, um, don't underestimate what a big deal it is that, that we all do day in and day out. Now, the other thing, right? What to do about the other thing, right? Still scared by technology. And I'm still overwhelmed by, quote, unquote, all the things we need to do. There, the only thing you need to do is create a profitable business. So let's, let's reverse engineer this. Let's be really, really clear. And one of the things that we talk about a lot in the mastermind is that we're results-oriented. Everything is a matter of systems and goals. We get really good at goal setting. What do we want to happen? Then, what do we need to do to make that happen? That's a system and a goal. What do we want to happen? What are we going to do to achieve that, to make that thing happen? And then we measure it. What gets measured gets managed. You measure everything you can so you can say, hey, we wanted this thing to happen. We did the following things to make that thing happen. Did it work? What worked? What didn't work? If it worked, we do more of it. We double down on it. If it didn't work, we scrap it and find something else. That we need to do with every single piece to our business. So to apply this thinking to the profitability question, right? What do we need to happen? We need 20% profit, consistent 20% every single month. How do we do that? We forecast, we build budgets, we hold people accountable. We provide key oversight in key areas. And there's lots of different ways to do that. You can certainly go do that yourself. The mastermind is what's why we exist. That's why the mastermind exists. That's specifically what we do. So if you need help with setting those systems up for providing accountability for you and your team, then set up a call and chat with us. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to systems and goals. Now on the other side of it, right, I'm overwhelmed by all the things we need to do. Again, remember, the only thing you need to do is generate profit, create a profitable business. Now I know there's a lot of things you need to do then to make that happen, but let's get really clear on then what needs to happen in order to make the big thing happen. When you start doing this, you start compartmentalizing, and then you don't do a bunch of stuff just because you think you need to do stuff. You don't do a lot of stuff just because someone else said that you need to do a lot of stuff. You do stuff because you're trying to achieve a specific goal. I'm going to create really good food. Really good food will get people really excited about coming here. They'll like it so much, they'll tell their friends, and they'll come back. That's why we serve good food at our restaurant. We're going to provide a comfortable dining room. The more comfortable people are, the more they'll want to be here. It's so, okay, we understand those things. And then when we get into, um, into technology, right? Let's be really clear. The technology, the tools that are available now will help you drive more revenue, will help you manage your expenses better. Not cut costs, but manage your expenses. So a great POS system will help you have a, a lot of data on the back end, will help you generate revenue more seamlessly whether it's kiosks or QR codes or online ordering or handhelds or just simply a better, um, you know, a better terminal experience. A better POS system will help you do all of those things. The other pieces of software that are out there, I talk about them on the show, right? Margin Edge, Seven Shifts. They're going to help you manage your cogs and your labor, right? Those are valuable tools. You don't get them because, you know, I, I tell you to. You don't get them because that's what you think you should do or because some salesperson told you at a trade show. Those pieces of software will make your life easier, will make your job more efficient, will save you hours and hours of time every single week, and more, most importantly, 
will help you keep your key expenses in line with revenue. They all have to be tethered to revenue. So when you're starting to look at some of the technology pieces, right, and I tell this to people before they go to trade shows, sit down and say, where are my problems? What am I struggling with? What do I need help with? Then you go out onto the trade floor or you go to the talks that might potentially answer that. Right? Don't let people just sell stuff to you to sell stuff. Go in there and say, this is what I'm struggling with. Does your product help me solve this problem and how? Then you determine whether you believe them or whether you think it's worth the cost. But you first have to understand, the onus is on you, to understand your problems, to understand what you need to do. What do you need to do to be profitable? So know that you don't have to do anything, except if you have a restaurant, I think you should serve food. I think you need to collect payment. I think you need a reliable way to serve people. And I think you need a reliable way to market your business, meaning to make sure people know about you, to try to persuade them to come in and try you, to make sure that they're invited back and they come back with regularity, and to get them talking about you. I've talked about that. That's the triangle principle. And again, it's a results-oriented way of thinking about this. Triangle principle simply says there's only three things you need to do to market a, a successful business, which is you got to get people in, you got to get people back, and you got to get people talking. Get them in, get them back, get them talking. That ends up being really, really important because then you look at all the stuff you do, and rather than you looking at all the, the activities, all the, all the tools you use, you can say these are the three things that need to happen. Got to get them in, got to get them back, got to get them talking. So what do I need to do? What should I be doing? Or what am I already doing to get people in? You make a list of that, and then you look at and you see what is working and what's not working. Again, you apply that same thinking, that same critical thinking as we talked about earlier in this episode. Same thing with that retention piece, right? How do I get people back? Well, I don't know. I'm going to do the following things to make sure that first-time diners come back. There are a variety of things you can do there, but just strategically thinking, that's what you need to do. And then finally, right, that evangelism piece. What do you do to get people talking? There are specific things you do to get people to spark word of mouth. So when you're looking at this, this technology overwhelm or overwhelmed by all the things that you need to do, quote unquote, understand all you need to do is run a profitable business. Great, what do I need to do to run a profitable business? What do I need to do to run that effectively, as effectively as I can or as efficiently as possible? That's how you determine what tools are for you. Before you start looking at tactics, though, you need a strategy. It's why this show is called Restaurant Strategy, because I believe one of the biggest flaws with our industry is that we're, we're light years behind the rest of the world as it comes to technology, and we're light years away from the best businesses. There's no reason why we can't be great business people. We're great restaurateurs. We're great chefs. We're great service people, hospitalitarians, right? We, we take care of people really great. We don't care, take care of ourselves enough. We don't care, take care of our business. And it leads to sleepless nights, a lot of stress and anxiety, arguments at home, arguments with your partners, all of that. I believe we just need to apply a little bit more business thinking. So there are all the tactics. And we talk to them. We, we, we get into them in the show. But you first need a strategy. You first need to understand that you need a path to profitability. You need to understand that there are things you need to do to generate profit. The most important thing you can do is give yourself a framework, an overhead for thinking about all this. 
But listen, that's what I wanted to talk about in today's episode. Um, it, again, if you want to come find me, uh, it looks like I'm going to be at the Florida show down in Orlando in November. Uh, if you're not on my list, go join my list. Visit the website, restaurantstrategypodcast.com. Uh, you'll find a couple different opt-ins there, give you free eBooks, different resources there. You can opt in. Uh, people on my list, and now we've got, I don't know, almost 12,000 people on the list. It's an incredible community. Um, but you will be the first to know about uh, events like that. You'll get access to uh, usually discount tickets and sometimes even free tickets to these shows. Also, my new book is coming out in October. I don't know if you heard, uh, and uh, people on the list are going to be the first to know uh, about the pre-sale uh, event that's going to start in September. So if you want to be in the know, go sign up for that. And if you anything I said here resonates and you want to learn more about the mastermind I run, then by all means, go to restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. If you go to the website, you'll see the link there. But go to that. That link is in the show notes. And go sign up for a call. It's a free 30-minute strategy session where we get to learn more about each other and see if uh, we can fix the thing you're struggling with. Uh, we work with tons of operators all over the world. We'd love to be able to help you. In any event, I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day to uh, sit here and spend some time with me. Hope you get some value out of this week's episode. I will see you next time.